So, um, continuing with our practice, beginning again with how it is here and now. Cultivating, practicing this balance between steadying and calming through bringing attention to the breath and the body here and now and investigating and looking into the nature of our experience. So today we encourage you to explore this balance between what is classically called samatha, calming, and vipassana, insight. Buddha called these like two great oxen that work together to pull a cart. And in, in this regard, these two skills are the foundation for the cultivation of liberating insight, insight or understanding that helps to liberate the mind from false assumptions, from confusion and delivering a taste in that process, a taste of peace, a taste of freedom. So the method that we're using is this cultivation of mindfulness, and the development of mindfulness. And sometimes coupled with the term mindfulness, sati, is the phrase sampajanya, which means wise reflection or reflecting. The mind is reflective. It can reflect on its own experience, contemplate its own experience. We're not just a a creature of, of instinct and habit. We have this reflective capacity We can discern and reflect and investigate and inquire. This is the power of our human incarnation, that we have this capacity. So sati sampajanya, and then sometimes also coupled with the word sati or mindfulness is the phrase yonisamanisakara, which means, still has a similar meaning actually, but uh, to wisely reflect, but if you break the word down, yoni actually literally means womb. It's an analogy for awareness, for the depth of awareness, this fundamental nature of mind, which is not only reflective, but is aware, has awareness, and that awareness has a quality of knowingness. It can know. And therefore it has this sort of primary intelligence, not the intelligence of the accumulation of knowledge, but just the actually this primary knowing is is stronger when there's a stripping away of knowledge in a certain way. Letting go of our assumptions and views and ideas. There's this quality of intelligence, of knowing, of reflectiveness, of awareness, of presence. 
So this yoni, this womb, yoni manisakara mani, manas, refers to an aspect of the mind that has activity. The active aspect of the mind that's, that names things, that designates, that creates difference, that is integral to the experience of knowing of phenomena, that projects, the mind that projects onto the world around, makes assumptions from its projections, reacts to its own projections, often not really seeing what's there, but just seeing through its own prism of conditioning. This, this aspect of the mind bringing this Kara is the word it connected with karma or to do or the activity of bringing the mind back to awareness. Yunisomani Sakara, bringing the activity of the mind and rooting it in this wise contemplation, this mindfulness for the sake of discern, discernment and decanting of wisdom. So the mindfulness is cultivated through the steadying, first of all, on the body and breath, as the Buddha encouraged and as we've been practicing, withdrawing again and again the mind from its preoccupations and establishing again and again attentiveness and this quality of attention that's both focused and yet receptive to the experience of breath within the body. This is the primary foundation. A long breath, a short breath. And then deepening the mindfulness. We can't be mindful of the breath without becoming mindful and aware of the the body itself. This begins to deepen us into the second foundation of mindfulness, which is the whole territory, which is very powerful for us, of of the territory of feeling and sensation. It's called Vedana. We live in very sensitive bodies, bodies particularly if there is a lot of awareness and a certain kind of attunement, presence, there is an increase of sensitivity. In many ways, the body is a sensing organ. It senses the world around it. It also is a receptacle. It holds and it receives and it holds memory at a very profound cellular level. The body has inherent within it a lot that that is stored, that is known. Not necessarily, most of it is pretty unconscious to us. But as we start to meditate, become more sensitive, we can actually experience all kinds of different feelings that become conscious to us. We can experience a sensation and a feeling tone 
and and also uh, we can experience in connection with whatever mind phenomena is appearing different stories different hindrances as they appear there's a resonance often within the body as feeling a sensation And it's this experience of feeling that's very powerful for us and and which generates a lot of reactivity, including the difficulty in withstanding unpleasant or difficult feeling or getting embroiled in it or taking it so personally sometimes. I've been aware uh, for many years living in a very violent country like South Africa and living on a planet that's increasingly in a state of extreme distress with a very sustainability of species is becoming impossible and we are ultimately a species. <laughs> we talk about the extinction of other species as if we're not in line <laughs> somehow. That uh, the body is an earth body and is sensitive and attuned and can feel. And sometimes I'm, I'm very aware that so many different feelings can pass through the body that I can't really understand or locate in terms of my personal story. Sometimes they're very obviously my personal story. But they feel more like what's in the collective. So sometimes the body can also, we can also experience feeling tone that's not necessarily about our stuff, it's just what's happening in the collective. It's a way, another way of knowing, another way of perceiving through this uh, power of feeling. But it can also be very confusing to us because we don't know then what to do with the feelings or we interpret them very, very personally. Or become agonized over discordant or difficult feeling tones. So, So this is quite a complex area, but in the practice of mindfulness there's a certain simplification of just And as the Buddha laid out this territory in a very, very helpful way through the practice of just the simple knowing, this this applying of the Yonisamanisakara, the gathering into the womb of awareness or the application of attentiveness, this point of knowing is this pleasant feeling or is this unpleasant feeling? And sometimes it's this neutral some feeling tones, like the breath, for example, they don't, it doesn't tend to excite us a lot. It doesn't tend to devastate us. More neutral. And this can be really, uh, really helpful, particularly if there's the emergence of strong sensation or strong feeling, just to know this is unpleasant feeling with it before we create a whole story and a... It's not to say that a whole story isn't part of the landscape, but just to really get a handle on the power of feeling by just knowing this is 
this is uh, unpleasant or this is pleasant. And if pleasant feeling can tend to give rise to the grasping of the mind, an unpleasant feeling can tend to give rise to aversion. And it becomes more complicated. And so this is where the Buddha's analogy that many of you know and have heard about, where not only is there a a bodily unpleasant feeling, but then there becomes a secondary mental unpleasant feeling that we add on top of it. Through our complicated reactions. Why is this there here? What did I do to deserve it? What bad karma? (laughs) Who's doing it? Where does it come from? And in this, the Buddha said, it's like you already got a dart or an arrow that's in the body, it's pain, and then you add a second dart through the mental pain in reaction to what's actually physiological bodily pain. So it's not to say one shouldn't address bodily pain, either through physical or psychodynamic means, can be very important work. But in this moment of meditation, the cultivation of just being able to, as the, as the Buddha said, the, the, the stopping of the flood of the mind. Mindfulness is the flood stopper. In this moment, just saying, stopping the reactivity by just knowing this is feeling tone and it's like this. And when I recognize that in this investigative aspect of the meditation, I can just know it's like this and touch it with mindfulness, with presence, and just rest there. And this is where this analogy of mindfulness as this womb, awareness as this womb, can be very helpful. Because sometimes a mindfulness has this more directive aspect of holding attention or pointing attention, but it also... You know, deepening this, this aspect of the receptive and being willing to just hold within awareness our experience without necessarily complicating the experience with narrative and reactivity. It's just like this, just this much in this moment. We can take the breath, we can take attention there, we can take kindness there if it's difficult feeling. And we can explore, is it, what is it connected with? It might be, is there in the third foundation, is there a mind state tinged with one of the hindrances? Is there restlessness or dullness or desire or agitation or lust or longing or anxiety. So in this vipassana or insight, it's investigating the nature of phenomena, the nature of our experience through the doorway of contacting feeling, sensation within feeling, feeling within sensation, sensation within feeling. And the states of mind are also obviously connected with bodily feeling and sensation. It's like a hologram. You touch one and the other's dimensions come into relief. 
sometimes pleasant feeling. And then the Buddha distinguishes even more is this pleasant feeling what he calls worldly or unworldly, which is an interesting distinction. What what is this meaning? Is it a pleasant feeling of the senses? Pleasant sight, pleasant taste, pleasant thinking, pleasant feeling within the body, or the so-called transcendent? Is it pleasant feeling to do with subtle states of meditation? Which is a pleasure, the Buddha describes, that transcends the pleasure of the senses. Very, sometimes we can access very subtle and refined states where the body is very calm, the mind's very focused, we're very present, very absorbed. The mind's absorbed into its own root, into its own awareness, it's not agitated. It's contentment, gatheredness a lessening of the hindrances. And this, this can be very divinely pleasant. So we can know this is divinely pre- pleasant. <laughs> and we can know the subtle grasping that can come with that too. It's, it's, it's fine to enjoy the pleasant, but the, the difficulty is when we want it to stay. That's the point of when we create the conditions for distress when the state changes, because it will. Even the most refined states of consciousness shift. And it can change to the complete opposite. And so this this is why the wisdom aspect is so important in supporting the meditation, to have the wisdom to know things change. Very peaceful meditation can turn into a session of just dealing with aversion. Dealing with aversion can change into uh, some lucid understanding. Lucidity can change into dealing with an old memory. But whatever emerges this point of contact, what is happening here? Can we know what is happening in the body, in the fadena, in the field of feeling and sensation, and the mind state, knowing it just for what it is? It's like this. And in particular, in this cultivation of the path, there's a lot of attention given to the neutral, Because in meditation, we start to, in a way, the neutral, so-called neutral territories are interesting to explore because they are they're very much a little bit of a doorway into a deeper taste for peace. Usually we're very addicted and identified to strong feeling, to strong reactions. And when we, there's more neutral or there's not so much happening, we associate that with just going to sleep or boredom. But in, in meditation, we really like the breath, 
It's why the breath is such a wonderful sign to contemplate because it is a, it's a very neutral experience, really. Something we don't notice, and yet it becomes a very profound doorway for entering into this uh, territory of, of stillness, of calm, of recognizing the fundamental awareness of the heart as a place of refuge, as a place of stability, as that which is always present but is not noticed. So in our practice today, I encourage you to continue your exploration, both continuing with the steadying meditation, calming the breath, all the work that we've been doing and that you have been uh, cultivating, some of you, for many years. This is really, really good to keep cultivating this samadhi, this gatheredness, this focus the simplicity of it. And from time to time, just putting things aside for the sake of that cultivation. But then if the hindrances emerge, if there's disturbance, then to be interested in that rather than just trying to keep pushing things and suppressing things that are disturbing to us, pushing them away, but to be interested what's arisen now and to use some of that steadiness and that mindfulness. Staying with the breath, don't you know, keep connected within the breath and body to turn that same quality of attention that you've had with the breath and the body to turn it to the experience of where is it hitting the mind? What is the sensation? What's the feeling tone here? What is the mind state? What is the mind colored by? And to keep noticing, knowing its restlessness, or its sadness, or its longing. And within that, is, can you notice is the, the feeling tone, is it pleasant or unpleasant? And just knowing that much. And in this way, the Buddha encourages his disciples to just know how things are here and now with wisdom, with insight. And in this way, allowing ourselves through that knowing to not cling to anything in the world. Not having to cling, not having to push away. not having to look for a special experience, not having to crush our experience, however it is, but this knowing is a refuge to know this is how it is. And and within that knowing there is the power of investigation, of discernment, of wisdom, of clarity, of understanding.
So again, just taking a few moments to start again in your meditation posture. Finding a comfortable posture. Taking a few moments just to recognize what's present for you in terms of how the body feels, the mood of the heart, what feelings are present. This is what we are working with, just how it is now. And if it's helpful to help steady and establish mindfulness, you can take a few deepening breaths. Really feel the breath within the body. As you're approaching the body in this way, bringing your awareness, remembering within the awareness to hold kindness and patience with regards to your experience. Remembering that all you need to do is to be be with one breath at a time, to be with what's here just this much. And already as you're breathing and using the breath and the experience of the body to steady. There's some inside operating because you can notice that there's change happening. Breath is changing. From the inhalation to the exhalation. same way as you, the breath brings you into the body, brings the awareness into the body, we can start to notice the feeling tones and sensations within our bodily experience. So just allow the mind, the awareness to open, to receive the experience of sensation and feeling within the body. might notice where there might be what we might call pleasant or unpleasant or neutral within our experience here and now, within the body.
If you feel there's any particular turbulence, emotional turbulence, or feeling tone that's uncomfortable, you can take the breath there. You can actually breathe a bit more fully there and the awareness then. And as you breathe out, as the Buddha encouraged, calming the body, soothing the body. And also with the wisdom, noticing that too is in a state of flux and change, vibrating as the experience of sensation. And noticing not only the places where there's maybe some discomfort, but also noticing pleasant feeling, tone, and sensation within the body. Other places where the breath resonates and suffuses, tingling, comfort. Just noticing the, the range of sensation and feeling pleasant and more unpleasant. And evening, evening your relationship to both. Both are there, both are being received and known. And perhaps noticing any <clears throat> sensation or feeling, maybe the breath itself, that's neither particularly strong as a pleasant or unpleasant, but uh, has the quality of uh, what we might call neutral or calming, soothing. So in this way, investigating through the experience of our embodiment this foundation of mindfulness, cultivating it little by little, breath by breath, moment by moment.
Remembering in this process of contemplation to be very, very patient throughout the day. The body is a slow rhythm. Mind can be very impatient, very used to quickly moving to the next thing. So having a lot of patience for, for your embodiment and for what you can learn here within the, as the Buddha said, the fathom length body within which all understanding can emerge from which insight and revelation can unfold. It takes patience and kindness persistence to just gently keep coming back again and again to just touching this quality of mindfulness. How is it now? How's the breath? How's the body? Feeling, tone, and state of mind. Our job, very simple, just to keep knowing how it is. Allowing awareness itself to do the work. Thank <laughs> you.